1: bonus space yeah strange <laughs> nails anyway how are y'all doing at home y'all having a good time
0: Uh having a-, <laughs> having a grand
2: old time
1: oh man well the caps the caps open i might as well just start this shit off right huh
2: well, let's go canon
1: oh i don't know it's crown royal canon and i don't i'm pretty sure i've had this shit recently but oh here goes nothing oh god <sighs>
0: This episode brought to you by Crown Royal.
1: Ah, mm. unofficial
2: sponsor.
0: You know
1: what? It's all coming back to me.
0: <laughs> this episode also brought to you by Boomerang. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 248 of the Augur Here podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my two crystallized co hosts. Uh, surprise, I'm not
2: hungover as shit, JoJo.
0: It is, um, it's me, it's
1: canon. Every time I try to come up with something clever, it just doesn't happen. Yep. Clever well, canon! What, what? Shit! Where was that? <laughs> it, I mean, you already got Crown Royal canon. Yeah, but I, I don't, I didn't know if that was going to be, like, in it, it or not. Copyright
2: strike. Yeah.
1: Because this yeah. show actually gets edited, so I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it is on the, the recording. Yeah. So it's we uh
0: they they might hear it, they might not. It just depends on how frisky I'm feeling tomorrow. You know what? We shall see. Yep. Mm. Yeah, so it's just uh me and my two sisters in Christ tonight and we're just gonna shoot the shit.
1: Let me get my well, let me get my nun hood on. Hold on. There we go.
0: Now can't even we'll, we'll have to clarify, are you just a regular and standard issue nun? Or are you like a nun from the uh band seventies film The Devils?
1: Uh i like to think of myself as one of the farting nuns from Ready to Rumble. I live my life like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Nobody in the AYCH world knows anything about that. What yeah, that I that's doing?
0: strictly Casey greatness canon. Yes.
1: But if if you're listening to this on the on the week it comes out, watch Ready to Rumble. an
0: episode it, from last year.
1: Yeah, but still the movie's available. Yeah. No, I'm at the movie, not the episode.
0: It, the episode is still available, too. Yeah, listen
1: to that, too. It's a great companion piece to the greatest movie about professional wrestling ever made.
2: Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any uh, any other content. Well, The Wrestler.
1: We do need to watch The Wrestler. With- De- definitely get, get, refresh your uh, taste after watching a certain film. Yeah, because
2: I was about to <laughs> say, like... That that one's Aronofsky. We watched another Aronofsky movie that just fucking pissed me off. <laughs> I, I, oh, God, I fucking can't stand him. Like, his movies, anyway. He might be a pleasant person, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know his politics. Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, granted, I imagine his politics are pretty good for making Mother, but, like. Mother? Yeah. Mother! Yeah. Spoiler alert, that's the movie we're going to talk about. At some point. And the spo- <laughs> spoiler, is fucking dog <laughs> shit. <laughs> Mother at the disco. Or, or, I mean, let's be fucking real. I mean, we talked about it, what was it, last week? Yeah, it, it week was before. recently,
0: but then, you know, we had some time today before recording for Canon got off work, and you know what? Because we were, we were shitting on it earlier in the month, and we watched another shitty movie that made us mad called Don't Look Up. It's like, hey, let's compare these two and see for ourselves... If it's, you know, better or worse or, you know, on the same level of playing as Don't Look Up,
2: guess what? It's actually worse. Yeah, like, Don't Look Up is just kind of not good. And, like, more so in just its presentation. It just comes off as, like, very smug, liberal. I know, like, coastal elite I know better than you sort of bullshit. But it's... It's like a an extended Samantha B bit. Yeah.
0: Like it, it like it acts as as though it's smarter than you while giving nothing substantial to chains or help the situation this it's just regurgitating current events in a, a less funny fashion. Yeah. And but then, then uh then mother is like I I will give it at least It's due credit in that it's a very
2: well-made film. It looks very good. Yeah, I mean, Don't Look Up did, did too. And, like, the acting was solid. Same with Mother, you know. Like, the sort of technical aspects of it are pretty, you know, at least competent, if not excellent. But the actual content of the film, I can... It's fucking fucking infuriating. God, it's so fucking pretentious. it's, It's like... It's the biggest Uh, did-you-get-it movie to ever exist. Yeah, it's just, like,
0: it's very, like, unsubtle, like, biblical Genesis
2: story. But also a climate change allegory, but also about writing process and female muses and also domestic abuse, maybe. And it, it, it doesn't handle any of that with, like, any sort of... Grace. Or subtlety or nuance or even just, like, I don't know, depth. It just kind of touched them on, like, surface levels. And I, I don't know. It was just, like... It, it's it's kind of like two hours of abuse porn starring Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And, and like, my review on Letterboxd just sums it up. Because it's so, like, unpleasant and repulsive and condescending and pretentious I asked myself, like, who the fuck is this movie for? But, like, if the only way you can physically bust a fat nut is if you see the back of Jennifer Lawrence's head, <laughs> you're in luck, because this is the movie for you, because 90% of the movie is just the back of Jennifer Lawrence's head.
0: Yeah, she actually has, like, one of those, like, chest cams that you use for, like, ghost
2: investigation <laughs> she's just, like, whipping that shit around. <laughs> God, and it's just, I don't know. Not very, f- like we fucking put that shit on like one point five speed. Yeah, we, we literally watched it fast forward. <laughs> we knew it was gonna be
0: bad. We just knew. We just wanted to kind of. We just wanted to know for sure, like how bad.
2: Even on fast forward, it was so fucking infuriating. And it was still so fucking long. Like goddamn. Like like Winslow said, why the fuck did this movie have to be two hours? Because a lot of it is literally just like jennifer lawrence wandering the house while like dissonant chords are playing in the background to build tension and i know sometimes you want to give space for stuff like that you know not everything has to be like engaging you on all all levels as you know at every single moment but like there's like pat said for a movie that's as dense as it is there's also a lot of just empty space yeah It's almost like it doesn't warrant, like, two fucking... Like, honestly, 90 minutes would be pushing it. Yeah, like, this could be like a... You can tell this same story
0: in a much shorter package. I'm sorry, Marty Scorsese. I don't don't see this as an underappreciated gem.
2: Is that what he said?
0: Yeah, he said this movie would not be appreciated in its own time. And he was right about one thing.
2: I don't know. Maybe some... Like, if, if... Because I've seen people, like, love the fuck out of this movie. And you know what? If you do more power to you, it was just... It had nothing to offer me. And, like, I don't know. The piss baby at the end was funny. Wait, what? (laughs)
1: Slow the fuck down. Bump the brakes. (laughs) Piss baby. There's a point
0: where, in the latter part of the film, Jennifer Lawrence, like, gives birth to her and Harvey Ardenham's child in yeah. their house.
2: Uh-huh. And, and and it's like supposed to be like this very ham-fisted Christ allegory. Yeah. Like, and H-
0: Harvey Ardenham is God and Dinner for Lawrence is, is Mother Earth. And like he's just so like wrapped up in his celebrity because he's in, in in story he's a writer. Yeah. And, and have all these people just like flood their house like trying to get at him after he sort of like re, yeah. reclaimed his fame. And then, like he's like, he keeps badgering his like wife, who's just been brutalized for two hours up to this point to give him to give him his baby. She's like, "No, I don't fucking trust you." And the second she falls asleep, he takes her takes the baby from her, and he's like, "Look, look, guys, I got a baby." And he just, he just like hands the he hands the baby off, this newborn child, off to this crowd of just like dissidents and derelicts, and they're like crowd surfing this baby. But then and the baby's
2: just pissing
0: it's <laughs> screaming and it's pissing and then it, 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 because they're just like so rough with it, they break the baby's neck. oh my God and then because like the uh, the cruel earth killed the, the innocent Jesus even though he came to save it and then there's a thing like shes she's like rushing to get back to her child and then she sees that they they hate, they're literally cannibalizing like eating a newborn baby because you know. The whole thing of how the church, you know, has you know the communion to represent, you know, Christ. So like, they're, but they're like literally eating a child. You see, like a like a turkey rib cage of a d- eaten baby on an altar, and they're like literally eating baby flesh. And she then she goes crazy and starts stabbing people with a shard of glass. And then they're just like five minutes of them like like kicking and stomping and punching Jennifer Lawrence. And she's like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> blows the house up. By setting their like their gas tank on fire, and then Javier them surviving, just picks up the burnt corpse of Jennifer Lawrence. That's just like crying. It's like, please, why, why did you done this? Why do not you just let this end? And he's like, no, we'll do better this time. We'll start over. So he opens up her guts, pulls out just like. Crystal, crystal object and then just starts the movie all over again
2: because there are scenes at the beginning of the movie that makes it, you know, makes it like a cyclical thing. And I'm just like, God, just so is this just like some sort of like
1: morbid Groundhog Day kind of situation?
2: Kind, I mean, I guess, I mean, I mean, the whole, but, movie- but I mean, it's not like it's happening over and over. Yeah, but like, the you're, story. what you're
1: essentially saying, like, he like reaches in, pulls out like some fucking crystal, and like starts. I know this is the ending, right? Yeah. But it's essentially starting it over for her or whatever, bringing her back or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, like, because the movie opens with him taking this uh, this crystal, putting it on the shelf, and there's this, like, burnt-out house that sort of gets rejuvenated. Yeah. And then uh, the same thing happens at the end when he rips it out of her chest, puts it on the... So, like, the movie bookends itself. It, It books in... And then instead of Jennifer Lawrence waking up at the beginning... Like in the beginning, it's another woman at the end, and it's just like it's it's so like nakedly transparent in what it's trying to do. There, there's no like sense of like mystery or intrigue. it's I'd like not and like hell like
0: I thought this movie was already just like as unsubtle as possible, but it found a way to be even more unsubtle.
2: And, like, subtle, I don't think subtlety should be everything, you Of know? course not. Like, there, there's sometimes you need to make very direct points, and I think peop- people overprice subtlety. Yeah. Or mistaken it for just shoddy writing. But at the same time, like, not only is it just very blunt in its messaging, it's also, like, ribbing you in your seat, being like, did you get it? Did you get it? It's, it's kind of like it's a, like it's like Jesus in the New Testament and he's right. And God is right in the New Testament. Wow. You get it? So what I'm so what I'm hearing is uh, uh, Don't Look Up and Mother have a lot more in common. Oh, yeah. Than, Literally, they uh, the two worst movies that me and Pat have seen all year have been shoddy, ham-fisted climate change allegory starring Jennifer Lawrence.
1: You see, like so now, God, I know Wenzel wanted all of us to see it and like i've I've pretty much heard the whole movie like three times now because you uh,
0: listen back to those episodes and you he heard us talk about it yes
1: yeah. I do I'm a fan what can I say uh, <laughs> and uh yeah it's um it sounds like everything on the uh, other side of the fence fun lives on this side. And but and mother lives on the other side.
2: Yeah, and, and like I'm not one to necessarily balk at violence in movies, or like especially like violence against women. A lot of times, even though like there there is there is a way to have there, there's a way to, to, do, to pit that yeah. to do that. But like, and I'm not even saying this movie's problematic. I just felt gross, and especially yeah. that one scene when they're just like, "You stupid bitch, you cunt, you whore," and they're just like. Like, the camera is just on her face as people are punching and kicking the shit out of her. And it's just like, I don't want to watch anyone get assaulted like that for two hours straight. And
0: the thing is, like, and, like, obviously, that's that's intentionally, like, uncomfortable. And you can, and there's nothing. And, like, you can make an intentionally uncomfortable
2: movie. Like, discomfort in media is not. A bad thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, one of my favorite movies is Blue Velvet. And that movie has a lot of very upsetting imagery in it. But like, I don't know. It was something about this. I think if the movie had something more substantial to say, I wouldn't feel as gross. Yeah, but it, like, it, it just but,
0: every, everything just feels inelegant.
2: Yeah, and because it doesn't have to me, it doesn't really have a lot to offer or a lot to say. It just. Is just Jennifer Lawrence being gaslit and abused for two hours, and you know what? I don't know. That that's just not like. I mean, I
1: don't mean to sound so like uh, white bread or basic bitch, but at least in my opinion, if you get like a scenario like that in a film where someone is just getting like just abused and brutalized the whole time, you you want them to get theirs, right?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm?
1: but. I don't know. It's like, and I'm not hating on it. It's just there. I've, a lot of there's a lot more movies, at least that I'm noticing these days, with I guess not so happy endings. Well, yeah. I, and not everything gets a happy ending, and I understand that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, because like,
2: real life that happens yeah. all the time. But like,
0: real life is not an narr- not a narrative, and there's not always a comeuppance for the unfair things that happen. Yeah. And then that's why we have media to sort of give us that satisfaction when we don't get it in real life. And, of course, there's always, like, tides and turns, ebbs and flows where where media reflects the reality or when it embraces
2: fantasy. That's always happening. Yeah, Yeah. and and I mean, in a story like this, I think if it were to have a happy ending, it would be even worse. (laughs) Like, I mean, you like like this is a story, like, a a very, a story that's charged by a lot of negative emotion.
1: Not necessarily a happy ending, but I don't know, let's say she blows up the house and uh, everyone's dead. Actually, <laughs> actually, I mean, but there, there's
0: like some unintentional funny moments, like when Kristen Wig shows up, and then oh. when, and then when shit gets crazy, what? she she's like a
2: book manager or something. She held up out of nowhere. It's really <laughs> jarring because, because like I said, we put this shit on like 1.5 speed, so a lot of it is just zooming past, especially when shit starts getting crazy. But like, I had to stop. I'm like, is that Kristen Wig? Why that- the fuck is she in this? movie? When there's, like,
0: full-on, like, police riots inside of this house. And there's a bit where, like, there's, like, all these people with, like, black bag on the ground. And she's, like, executed them with double pistol. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah,
2: like, she, there's, like, two lines of people laying down black bag. And she's got two pistols just walking in between them just going, pop, 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 pop. Turns around, it's fucking Kristen Wiig. And then she just gets blown the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I I just
0: hee when she, when her ass just gets exploded. God, <laughs> like my one moment of levity in that film. Yeah, Good
2: Lord. And like I said, I'm I'm not bringing this up to say like the movie's like problematic or we should cancel Darren Aronofsky. Although just, I did
0: put out a um, an order for an, a citizen's arrest of Darren Aronofsky, but I that did. was
2: most, more more so about the quality of the film and just. I don't know, like, and and I think it's just the type of movie. Both this and Don't Look Up are. It's it's hard to pull that story off without coming off as shrill, and just. I don't know what's the best way to phrase it. Just
0: it, it, like like it's you're like,
2: shrill and just repellent. Like yeah, because even even the stuff in Mother that like especially like the climate change stuff and sort of its interpretation of Christianity I'm not necessarily against or disagree with. And a lot of times I even agree. Like I guess an aspect of the movie I like was how Javier Bardem played the quote unquote God character, which to me like read even like the most generous interpretations of the Bible. It's sort of, that's how God comes off to me personally, but like, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. Like I'm just <laughs> this movie just frustrates me and like and not in a fun way. Like you you know like there's like some movies you watch where you may not get everything or you might find it frustrating because of the characters or something, but that's part of the appeal. Like something like Uncut Gems where every character makes every like conceivably bad decision along the way. It's just I need to stop talking about this movie. Fuck this movie. It's <laughs> fucking dumb. It's stupid, and I fucking hate it. It's like a trilogy of episodes. Yeah, the
1: mother trilogy, or I don't because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: because I, I was thinking
0: like what this episode could be called, and like already possible title for this episode it's just banter, but lowercase b. So, uh, yes. so, well, since
1: I have everyone here, um, should I watch this? No, no, no. Like you absolutely like no uh, uh, hearing just hearing everything about it. I know for a fact that I would have a awful time.
0: I mean, <laughs> we can we can go for the hat trick, can and have literally every single member of AyC eight just give just just a bad review on Letterbox because oh, like man. the highest it
2: has is a uh, one and a half, and that's by Wenzel.
1: That's the highest. <laughs> Holy shit!
2: Yeah, yeah. Like I-, I I was texting Cody earlier today, and he's like, I fucking hate that movie. And, and, and I mean, for all, all the same reasons that we mentioned, it's just. But uh, but Jojo, what was what was the great bit that Cody
0: said about the movie, though? <laughs> oh God,
2: <sighs> let me bring it up because he, he had some fucking takes that made me hee haw. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like
0: you know, like we like we said, we've been watching a lot of movies because you know early early days of the year. trying trying to find our footing with scheduling has been quite working out, so we're just kind of, you know, making do with a lot of movie talk. And, you know, after several weeks of, like, some pretty strong films, we're getting to some of the, like, the the shallow end of the pool a little (laughs) bit.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, the first, like, message I got, like, we were talking about it, and Cody just sends this. It's not out of context because of the movie, but it just, in all caps, baby neck snap piss. Just that. (laughs) But I think Cody's description of this movie is fucking Chef's Kiss. This movie is made as if Al Gore went to Full Sail University for film, <laughs> huh. it, and, and it is very much like it, it's what like to me when I imagine like like a nor I say quote unquote normal person, but you know like someone just, who hasn't been exposed to, like a lot of like art house cinema
0: or like. You know, or, or, or just... Me!
2: <laughs> well, or, or like people, you know, just your average like audience member. And
0: that's not in a derogatory sense not, Like, Not in a derogatory
2: way at all. But like, to me, this is what I imagine their conception of a, a terrible art house movie is. Like, this is what art house comes across to them.
0: Another great Cody Bidabell's movie. The only character I could relate to in that movie was the baby. I was actually jealous when it died. <laughs> But yeah,
1: that wasn't a jab. Like that—that's totally me. Like I, uh, since living here, I've seen the most. I guess art house quote art house films. I don't know. Like what is he? What is he? What is even the textbook definition of an art house film?
2: Oh well, the, the problem I'm learning here. <laughs> the problem with definitions, especially with art in general, is like once you try to hone in on what it is, it becomes harder you're, to define. It to becomes
0: very limiting to as. Uh, a subject that is very broad and nebulous and different person to person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's. it's I feel like it's a little bit trickier to try to like group like what art house film would be. I, obviously, is I think at least for me. Who's like whose words uh like lose them. I feel like it's more of like an intuitive sense of like what would be art house or not.
2: Well, I mean it's sort of like the question of what art is in general. It's like yes you know it when you see it yeah. type of thing. Well, I guess the better question is what are some that uh y'all have shown me? Oh, I mean like the Holy Mountain. Yeah. That's definitely uh anything by Lynch. You know, oh, yeah. or you know, Hodor out. Th- those are like m- the two big ones in my head. I know. You know, you can get into like Tarkovsky and some uh, uh, Kurosawa. It's just like usually with art house, it's a, it's a lot less
0: like rigid in terms of like its ply, its themes, characterization. It, it you definitely there's a definitely a lot more like freedom of narrative and content. Because Someti- uh,
2: sometimes there's no narrative. It's just... It, 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 it's, it's just a, a, a progression
0: of events. And sometimes, so, so, like like a movie y'all walked in and us watching, Angel's Egg, it's an animated film where the, there's not really a plot. It's just a, a sequence of events. And it's more so made for the sake of it being made because the director said like, he had no overt purpose or message when he created the film. It's just more so like a place for people just to, to get out their ideas and just sort of in a, in like in a space because they, and they may not have that opportunity in a more mainstream position.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: so yes, I have seen some art house. Yeah. And
0: very appropriately, you get but, but to see that in the art house. In, in the, the art, art house. Art
2: house in the art house. Yeah. that. that oh, <laughs> like she walks.
1: What was that movie? She walks alone at night or what? A Girl that Walks Home Alone cool. at Night. Yeah, yeah that would be
2: something <laughs> like that. And while I... You know what? You know what Mother reminds me of? The, 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 the movie that was made by the same woman who made A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, The yeah. Bad Batch. Yeah. But Mother is worse. <laughs> It, it it has oh. the same level of did you get it and and i know that's like subjective for everybody because everyone has different <laughs> frames of references uh you know different frames of reference honestly but like i don't know
1: <laughs> i was about to say cuz if i remember correctly
2: you did not enjoy the bad batch either <laughs> I, I did not that that was the uh, that was another movie i watched on 1.5 speed
0: <laughs> yeah cuz there, there's not many movies that i felt like that the, the, the need to, like, let's hurry this along. There was a movie I watched last year called Blood from the Stone, I think. I, I watched it on Amazon. It was like this... movie that takes place in Las Vegas about two vampires, like, living in the modern day. And it just felt, like, just languid and aimless. Two hours, I'm like, we gotta speed this up, boy. Because, like... It's just sort of like them just sort of like being just like lamentful and lugubrious about just like all their mistakes. The, the male character more so than the female character. But like, it's kind of like just it, nothing. Nothing was said. Nothing was progressed. I mean, obviously, that's that's entirely subjective. But I kind of feel like there there was like a span of 10 minutes where like, that's a really cool idea. And then the rest of it is just like, well, this is just, is just. I don't know, nothing that I'm enjoying. The portion I liked is when the vampire dude who's who's a fucking Chad, just brick shit house dude, cowboy hat. He looks like a fucking frat dude, but he's just like white as fuck. He you know he's got the he's got the itch for blood, so he like kills this guy, and he real, he realizes that the dude he killed was like a like an Uber driver essentially. Okay. So like he takes the dude's car and he starts picking up people in the Uber and he, and he starts and he kills the people that he picks up. So there's like a, a portion of the movie where he's like, oh, your ride's here and he kills him, drinks your blood and ditches him on the side of the road. And he does that like for a night and then just goes about his merry way after that. Which like, that's a neat concept. I would like that for like a short film, but then like that's the only part of just two hour movie that I thought was interesting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you you know, if if Mother seems like it'd be the thing for you, you know, go for it. But as a general rule, there are very few people I would be like, yeah, you you should watch this.
0: Like, it's an AYCA sort of like, I guess, rubric. We have our opinions, and we don't want to be dismissive of other people's opinions, and we we always suggest you go and research it and you find out for yourself if this is for you. Oh, yes. It's just like, we just have to be honest with our opinions on it. It's like, it's not for us.
1: Because I don't know if, like, what this means in my brain, but, like, I'm hearing all these things about Mother. Just, just, just list after list of terrible. And still, someone, I'm just like, do I need to watch this fucking thing?
0: (laughs) I mean, like, I've definitely been in a position where I've heard tell, like, plain and, at point of day like this is this is sucked or this is shitty I'm mean, like I still
2: have the bug to check it out myself yeah. and well, that's not wrong
1: no that's never I was like I've done that thousands of times and, and hell sometimes it pays and off
2: and hell I, I really like it when people you know do check it out for themselves to form their own opinion and, you know it, it's you, the healthiest you, thing to do healthiest yeah. thing to do you know because you don't want to go off what someone else says when you know it could be your favorite movie you never this know this is
0: true and even if you don't like it, it's good that you, like, confirm for yourself. It's, yeah. it's always good yeah. for you, that you experience it and you come to that conclusion on your own. Yeah. Even, even if it even ends up being the same as what everyone else tells you to be. Yeah.
2: It's like, well, I know now. It's fine. Or, or like, I, I will hear, like, people describe a movie like, <laughs> don't look up. And I'm like, I know I'm going to hate this movie. And, and you know, I try to go in with this little expectation as possible. I want to give every movie its fair shake or just give anything its fair shake. But the, a lot of times, I, like, I know my taste and it's just like, Ugh, yeah, that ain't good. Yeah, that, I, don't I like that.
0: So That's just how the... The cookie crumbles sometimes.
2: Alright, it's 30 minutes and I'm tired of talking about this dog shit fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a, a bit of a... <laughs> like, we just came out of the gate swinging. Just like a, a bit of a bitter opening. But, you know,
0: it might be interesting for folks to listen to. You know, just d- direct and to the point. No dilly-dallying like, the, like they've done in the past.
2: <laughs> like that movie did. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of other movies watched. It's definitely so, and some that you've watched that we haven't seen.
0: Because Cannon was gone for about almost a week yeah, and a half, two half, weeks. Yeah, just about, so, yeah. They, uh, Cannon went on his own cinematic adventure in the in the wilderness. I did, and good God, looking at
1: it now, it was an interesting adventure. Like <laughs> I, I do believe I mentioned this on uh Cajun greatness, but I did uh, watch Dark Phoenix. That finally happened.
2: I, I, I want to hear your fucking treaties on this.
1: Yeah, I know I really didn't like get to. We didn't talk about it. I mean, it wasn't the point of the show. Yeah. I mean, but it's not like we'd never go off
0: script on that one. <laughs> True. That would require us to have a script. <laughs> oh,
1: shit. Uh,
0: okay. Would you like a script starting today?
1: <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, Dark Phoenix. Uh, the, um,. I, I guess the um one thousand four hundred and eighty second um X-Men movie or X-Men related pro- no I'm kidding. Uh what is this twelfth? Like twelve I his New Mutants is thirteen if I remember. Okay, okay, 13. Okay, let's see
2: there's X one. Oh don't make th-
1: me go through the list. Like,
2: one, two, three. Wolverine. Wolverine, the see. Wolverine. Origins, the Wolverine. Logan. Logan. Days of Future De- Past. Days of Future Past. past First class. First Class, Apocalypse. Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. New I guess Deadpool, Deadpool New- 2, New- technically. Deadpool, Deadpool 2,
1: yeah. Yeah, so that's
2: around 13.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, not good. Uh, not good. Um, I will say, um, a Shimmy brought this to light on um, a recent episode of Cajun Greatness, that, that the stuff that I thought was pretty cool in the third act was actually added in, like, after the fact. So... Mm. Basically, without any of the stuff that I liked, wow, this movie would have been even worse. Like, I gave it two stars on Letterboxd just because, ah, there were a couple of bits here and there
0: that I was like, ah, this is okay. But it, it wasn't good. It, 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 from what you just, you said in the past, it kind of just sounds like not so much as like, ooh, this is like a- actively making it make me dislike it. It's just kind of like it's a lot of just nothing. Yeah.
1: I mean, and it's also in a way uh, a little frustrating in one bit, in one uh, at least for me, because again, it all jumbles up. I don't remember a lot of Apocalypse. I do remember that movie being kind of bad too, uh, actually, not that great. Um, but I don't know. Like, there's just one storyline in uh, this one where it's like, oh my god, we're gonna get mad at Xavier again, you know. It's like, fuck you, you you were doing good, and what you wanted to do, they're trying to help us, ended up hurting us, and blah, you know, it's that whole shtick again.
0: It's, yeah. just, it's like Magneto and Xavier like, have to relearn the same lessons every 10 years. Yeah. God, because
2: it was like... I, if I can get my fucking words straight. <laughs> was there a scene, or just a, a plot line, of Magneto finding someone that he loved who gets violently killed by fucking humans because they discover he's a mutant and then he goes all like Magneto, but then learns his lesson well, at the
1: end. Well, actually, no. See, another another thing that really sucks about this movie, uh, say what you will about, I guess, like this uh, version of the X-Men, I guess starting with First Class onward mm-hmm. after that. Um, I've always enjoyed uh, McAvoy and Fastbender in these movies. Oh, yeah. I okay. I've, I've, I've thought they've always done a damn good job. And um, but Fastbender Magneto, his character doesn't show up in this movie until fuck, like maybe halfway. Damn. Like he's got his own uh, spoilers. Um, he's got his own little like um, I guess little camp like away from everybody. They're minding their own business. Nobody messes with them. You know, blah blah blah. And of course, <laughs> until people mess with them. And I don't know. It's just, it, it was funny to see Dazzler. Yeah, on screen <laughs> that that's uh that goes all the way back to the replacements yeah. i think yeah. i believe yeah so that's that's a y c h canon <laughs> but yeah I, I gave it two on Letterbox. i don't even think it's like worth talking about that much <laughs> and, and oh well i will mention uh what we're talking about uh jennifer lawrence a little bit more um i think it's like she was like obviously done with like you know painting the entire body blue oh yeah and like Cause Like, Which, her I face... mean, granted, I would be, too. I but... mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I get that shit, too, like, but because so, in this they're wearing, like, their, their yellow and blue, like, I guess, quote-unquote classic uh, outfits. They're wearing, like, an outfit, so, like, yeah. she's
0: not, like, nakey.
1: Yeah. But, like, her face is, like, it's not, it's not, uh, like, painted, like, it's obviously, like, they may have green screened the blue on her face. Like, I, they may have done like, this.
2: See, like, like, digitally made her face blue.
1: I mean, it just didn't look as good as every other time, you know?
2: Well, I, the thing I've noticed is, like, especially with Jennifer Lawrence's version of Mystique, it gets worse every movie. Which, uh, which, like, I mean, I, like, I honestly don't know why they did the whole thing with Rebecca Remain in the original three. Like, her just being, I don't know, I just felt like, What do you mean?
0: Like her being like this Nike. Oh, like where they like
2: basically just like she was just like in pasties and they just like painted her whole body. I mean, I
0: understand in one instance, like we want to give this a a new like judge, you know, fair. But But then, like, the
2: classic Mystique costume is like such fucking
0: like wedge heels, fucking like a skull belt, like, like, great dress, Mm. you know, like Mystique's on point, Mm. fucking fierce. But, but then, yeah. like, she's a naked lizard woman. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, she didn't want to be wearing, you know, all that makeup. And takes, like, 15 hours to apply.
1: Yeah, that, that shit sounds awful. That sounds
0: miserable, and I wouldn't want to go that Yeah, so, like, how dare Daylaw be upset about that?
2: Because cause <laughs> I know, like, especially, like, when, you know, these movies were coming out, you know, and they weren't doing so hot. I know, like, a lot of, like, the fanboys were, you know, getting mad at Jennifer Lawrence. And it's like... I mean, I like I, I can understand where she's coming from. Like, you, you, one, you don't want to do like these movies forever, mm-hmm. yeah. but also too like that, like fifteen hours just to sit in a chair and then to like spray paint mm-hmm. you blue, basically.
0: And plus, like going through all the effort to be in makeup, and you're not given like a very big role despite that. Like Rebecca yeah. Remain you know, look cool as mistake, but then like how much did she really, like,
2: talk in those movies? Like, she may have, like, 50 lines of dialogue across those first three movies.
0: So she's just, like, naked and blue, but, like, says maybe... I think she maybe said, like, one line in the first
2: movie or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which which that was God, I haven't seen that movie in so long.
1: Like, like I remember
2: watching the first one, and it not holding up as well as I thought it would. But... Uh, That's enough of that.
1: (laughs) uh, Do y'all mind uh, a pretty? I mean, do y'all plan on watching Dark Phoenix? Do y'all care for a kind of pretty spoiler? No. Uh, Well, y'all hell y'all might already know. Well, uh, Mystique dies in this movie, and I will say the way she went out was kind of grisly, even for a PG thirteen rated movie. I was like, holy shit! How how'd she get got? Well, like uh, it was one of the uh, the Dark Phoenix be Phoenix and and just just rage out and just and then one of her Phoenix blasts like fucking blasts her back and she gets impaled on this like this piece of wood because you know Mm -hmm. she caused carnage and destroyed this town already and there's just like splinters everywhere and yeah she gets fucking just just it's pretty like gory and bloody and i was just like huh damn that's pretty gnarly for a pg-13 rated movie yeah
0: i i kind of hope that wasn't like a pointed uh uh, moment for like you know what they're just trying to say like fuck J-Loss so we're gonna be like like make sure she's extra fucking dead
1: and I, and I, and I do want to give uh, a a shout out to uh, fucking Nightcrawler had some pretty cool parts and uh, again this was in the third act again the cool yeah. shit was added at the end but yeah if if you can find like the third that uh, the train the li- bit <laughs> watch the train bit from Dark Phoenix it's probably the the coolest. And most watchable part of the entire movie, but <laughs> yeah, moving on, the
0: last thirty minutes on YouTube.
1: Oh man, Oh, uh, God. Now these next two were just out of, um, again, more just morbid curiosity. Uh, I've always wanted to watch this movie. It was this Russian film called Guardians, <laughs> and it and it's it's basically like a, a made up like a Russian Avengers team, I guess. Um, I don't remember any of their names. But the only thing that I took away from this movie is there is a uh, man, a bear man
2: with minigun. Which, that is just badass. <laughs> like that, Objectively badass.
1: Like, it's not the best, like, effects in this movie. It's not the worst, either. It, I will it, say that. It's surprisingly that.
0: better than what I was thinking it would be.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, it. Ugh, it's... It's definitely an experience <laughs> like I'd say watch it if you're like me, a very curious person, but like, man, like one of them, the, I guess the quote unquote leader, he, um, he has the, he's a, he's an earthbender, okay. like pretty much that's what he does. Um, um, again, I've already talked about <laughs> there's this man who can turn into a bear man, like but then, I shit you not, later on in the movie, he, he can go full-blown bear. Like, on all fours bear. <laughs> <laughs> his pants disappear, and then later, he's man again, and his pants are back. But we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, another guy, he's basically Nightcrawler. He can teleport, and he has these two blades that, I shit you not, are almost perfect circles. Like, they are, they're almost just... They look very cumbersome. Uh, but he's like poof 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 poofing around just slicing and dicing motherfuckers. Uh and there's another character. I think she um oh, wow, we can go invisible. <laughs> oh,
2: oh wow, we're just we're going to do the fantastic four bit. Yeah. Uh it's it's
1: it's fine, I guess. Uh but um and I think I found this movie uh scrolling through Letterbox Worst Ever. Uh, rated list and it's a movie from 2017 starring Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg and Lewis Guzman and it's it, it's 9-11
0: it <laughs> a 9-11 movie that came out in 2017 yes
2: <laughs> the fact I, that I have not heard <laughs> of this movie until now is surprising oh Okay. I figure, like, a movie starring Charlie Sheen, Whoopi Goldberg, and Louise Goz- Guzman about 9/11, I feel like that would be on more people's radar. Uh, grant, granted, I I, I might have just missed it.
1: Like, I forgot. There's another uh, somebody from a uh, Face Off. What's her name? Oh, Gina Gershon. That's it. Mm. She is also in this movie. And um, oh yeah, Wood Harris. Yeah. Oh, God, speaking of the first X-Men movie, Bruce Davison, who played the senator. Oh, that guy? He's in this movie, and I don't even remember seeing him in this movie. What the fuck? But anyway, um, God, this movie is so weird. Yeah, I'm sorry. We may have to talk about this one for a minute. But obviously, it's taking place in in the Twin Towers, in the World Trade Center. Yeah. Uh, On uh, that day. (coughs) And Charlie... Charlie Sheen and Gina Gershon, they're in the middle of a divorce. So they're doing their thing. Whoopi Goldberg, she is like, um, I, I guess works the security office. She watches all the monitors and to make sure everything's tip top. Uh, Wood Harris, he, um, he's a bike messenger. He's there. And um, there, there's this other um, girl that's there. Um, I, I forget why. I forget her reasoning. Uh, Lewis Guzman he's a he's a, a a maintenance guy there and of course uh 911 happens and they're all in here all these characters are in an elevator most of this movie is in an elevator and again I mentioned it in my review everything is just bright fucking white like it's almost like the saturation is turned up way too much it's just like just like it's like the old apple ad just like
0: halogen oh, lights yes
1: it's just like it was like hurting my eyeballs at times. It was like, it's like how movies, how dream sequences look in movies.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. But this
1: was the entire movie. And, um, <laughs> Oh, it's just called nine 11. Yeah. Yes. It's literally. This. And I don't know. I mentioned in my review, there are literally a couple of times where you could have, where a laugh track could have taken place. And it's just been, to have been like, wow, how does this still fit somehow? Like they're trying to, the elevator's stuck, and they're all trying to scream for help, and and like Charlie Sheen's already like screamed himself hoarse at this point. Like, ah, ah, everybody just ah. nothing's happened. It's 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 bad. Don't watch it.
2: Um, it's it's not good. Um, that, that does that looks like a very miserable time, and like it it just looks like very unappealing. Bad. Like I don't even want to watch this as a bit. Yeah,
1: I even said it in my review. Sometimes I go too hard for a bit. Like that was that was like what did I give it? Uh half star. Half star yeah, that's that was uh, that's fanatic levels of shit right there. I'm I'm gonna say it right there. Um What is it
2: worse than the fanatic though? He's thinking about it. Uh, Cuz I mean, at least I'm, the I fanatic mean, has I did rate can't him the talk same. Got to poo. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know if there's any fun bits from this 9-11 movie. Uh, <laughs>
2: and, and I don't know if I want a 9-11 movie to be fun. <laughs> like, really, like, I mean, that was like... <laughs> Jamie Kennedy stars in... <laughs>
1: September 11th. <11. laughs> Son of the <laughs> mask,
2: <master>. too. <laughs> <laughs> Where he, he calls us 9-11. God.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I swear, like, oh, the ending shot is like like a firefighter. Everybody has gotten out at this point except for Charlie Sheen, and he's still in the elevator, and a firefighter has made a point to just go and find him and, like, extends the hand. Oh, my God, I keep forgetting Whoopi Goldberg's in this. Jesus. I still can't believe that. And then, like, he's reaching his hand out, and they're holding each other's hand, and that's when you hear the building falling. And then it's just like both of them close their eyes and then the movie cuts to black and credits and I'm just like
0: fuck! (laughs)
2: Jesus (laughs) Jesus Christ. Got it. I feel like I would need a shower after that movie.
0: To me the only thing that would make that more uncomfortable is the day they get out of the elevator and it's like Whoo, we made it and then like everybody just like quiet and like shocked. It's like wait what's the problem? You just see the like a window behind somebody in a plane's about to fly into it. And that's
2: what it cuts. And, and then it just cuts to the fucking the
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 it's
1: not like enough, like how they did it the the two and a half men by killing him off a fucking piano landing on him again.
2: <onion> yeah, they get out of the, ele- the they get out of the building and they're like Woo! Close call, and then just a giant piece of debris <laughs> falls on them. Yeah, because oh, it's
0: just like it's like, man, that was a wild thing they did. Charlie Sheen gets hit by a train, and they just kept the show going. Um, one that I have always wanted to watch, uh, the
1: Usual Suspects, just because I heard that you know it has that you know f- that famous twist and whatnot, and uh, you know I I think it's a, a pretty you know solid movie. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I would say watch it. I, I will say fucking, you know, obviously Kevin Spacey's in it.
2: Yeah. So, but, you know, I'll, you know keep that in mind.
1: Uh, but how, you know what? I don't, I want to, if you haven't seen it, I won't say, I'll say the twist is kind of interesting if you haven't had it spoiled for you. So I would say check it out if you don't know about it. Um, God, uh, I finally, well, I well, I haven't talked about it on this show. Uh, Finally, uh, watched Interstellar.
2: Day. I, th- I think this might be a good time to go to break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot to be said here. Uh, so we're going to take a break real quick and be right back with you. Hang tight. <laughs> Welcome back, part two, episode 248. We got some more movie talk for you, and it's going to be a doozy because Interstellar <laughs> is a something of a sticking point amongst uh, the gang here at AYCH. Some really seem to appreciate it, and some, not so much. Canon talked for the first time not too long ago, and now we get to find out where do you stand on this line in the sand. It stinks! It stinks! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 i kidding. Yes, I finally went
1: down this road, uh, and I just noticed in my letterbox diary that uh, that week that I was uh, not here, I was I was knocking out about two movies uh, a night there. But uh, on Interstellar night, obviously you can't do that because Interstellar is like what three hours long,
0: damn near. Uh, yep.
1: And um, and I like Christopher Nolan. I I enjoy most of his films. Um and this isn't necessarily a bad movie in my opinion. It just it just fucking treks <laughs> for so goddamn long. And it's funny because like um uh time um passage is a big part of this movie and man, I felt like I was getting more grey as it was happening as well.
0: Yeah, Cannon was up in that spaceship too. I was, I was mm-hmm. there.
1: I, I I um I got fat along with Matt Damon. Spoilers <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh I don't know. I mean I like Nolan's stuff. It's just I feel like like just the beats in the movie, like there wasn't an I guess there just wasn't enough going on between the long chunks of
2: for lack of a better word, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 like, like, and like, like with mother, like that's I get that's part of it, but there but there's also a difference between giving something time to breathe and giving it space, yeah, and also having entire plot lines you could cut from this movie and nothing would change.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I f- I feel like the or whole, not much would yeah.
2: change. I just uh,
1: And and you know, Nolan uh, Nolan loves his his um his twists. He loves his payoffs and. I mean this one was cool i guess it just didn't i was just i was just whelmed God. i wasn't even
0: i was I wasn't <laughs> even mean, underwhelmed i was you just, just whelmed. You just whelmed. yeah yeah there's there's a great bit because there's an episode of caging greatness or revolts in development or uh friend of the show postman frank is talking about watching it and not being too pleased with it and you kind of like so you see his progression. The movie goes on. It's like, yeah, it's all right. I don't know. It's, you're kind of losing me here. And then like that thing with the bookshelf was goddamn bullshit.
1: <laughs> but, um, and you know, it's like, I'm not going to disparage Colton um for loving this movie. I know they do. Uh, Wenzel hates the fact that I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Cause the what thing- the fuck? Oh my God. How do you not like it? What is wrong with you
2: guys? <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> that's an was well, that a good Winslow? I don't know th- the the <laughs> <laughs> the parts that weren't the audio. Yes.
1: Oh, like my my like my mannerisms. Well, yeah, you your mannerisms were like Ugh, like
0: ah!
2: cannon has some physicality to that um, <laughs> <That's> impression. <yeah. laughs> but uh, I, I'm like you. Like, it's definitely not like the worst movie by any means. Yeah. To me, it's just. The wor- it, it is to me. It exemplifies the worst aspects of a Nolan in like the most annoying way. Because the thing is, is there's a lot of good ideas that the movie's dealing with, and like, yeah. or just like, just cool concepts, like cool like sci-fi concepts. But like, this th- this was him trying to do his his take on 2001. And one 2001's like an hour shorter, and also I think 2001 is just a better movie on every conceivable way. But I, I don't know. Cause when I saw this movie initially was with the rest of the lads and everyone else was just high on this movie. And I felt like, I don't know. It was like, I felt so out of place. Cause it wasn't that I think the movie is like the worst thing ever made. I just don't get the hype. It, it, just, it, it just didn't and, click with you. Yeah. And, and, and from what I hear, like most people kind of, have the same opinion that we do, yeah. but like you, you, you know, it, and the thing is, is like I mean that like movie clicks for them, and I don't want, like you said, don't want to disparage them. It was just the movie does some things that I, I'd be interested in rewatching it yeah. again. I mean, yeah, but it, it does some things that just are tailor made to piss me off.
0: Because like technically, I'm the only person in the in the cast that hasn't seen it yet. So so it, it'd be funny to see. I, I I could kind of anticipate what side of the fence I'm going to land on, just from like hearing them talk about it in non-spoiler capacities. Uh, but I think it'd be a funny bit. if like I didn't. I was just like, it's I right.
2: <laughs> see. Because and and something that would save this movie a lot. And I know this is easier, a lot easier said than done. But just rewrite Anne Hathaway's character, dialogue, everything about her, the movie gets exponentially better. Because that that speech she gives, and I know, like, for people who love this movie, it's, like, this very, like, powerful moment, but to me, it's, like, really, like... <laughs> it's lame. It's wacky mm. shit, where she's just, like, oh, love is the constant across the universe or some fucking stupid bullshit. Yeah. I, I just... Ugh. It's, like, I... It's like, I don't know, it's kind of strange because,
1: like, again, Nolan films, uh, I guess, I guess maybe with the exception of, I guess, Following, which is like, what, an hour ten, I believe? Yeah. I still haven't seen that one, but I know it's really short. But other than that, he likes to do, like, really, like, chunky movies. But even so, like, the pacing in a lot of his movies, like, tend to make those long run times feel a bit shorter. Yeah. That was not necessarily the
2: case here. Like, even other Nolan movies I'm not, like, super keen on. Like, yeah, like, like, like say something like The Dark Knight Rises, for instance. I'm not a huge fan of that movie. But, yeah. like, it does, at least from memory, because I've only saw, seen it the once, it, it it does have a pace to it. That, yeah. But this, this just has a very languid, in a bad way, pace. Of especially like once they get to space, it's just like you, you know you know the ship flying you know in outer space, which I mean, cool, I guess. <laughs> but like, it's like Star Trek the motion pictures of like, the, like the, traveling through space. Yeah, ki- kind of. So
0: it's so it's not like it's just exciting like zipping around. It's just like
2: this very methodical like pace, and, that, and that's the point of the movie. And I get that. It just I, I wish it, it went a little faster. <laughs> Want a little more sizzle
1: with mistake, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. And like, like we said before, like it,
0: it's not it doesn't mean like every single part of the film has to be just like crammed with content. There's yeah. just like bits and shit happening, but how like a more methodically paced film comes off to other people is going to be different. I mean, like it just might sound like we're just beating the brow of like art is subjective. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but you it know, is. But <laughs> you no, know,
2: it's it's a point that I feel like these days can't be overstated. And and I will say this and, and Cody says I'm crazy and all this shit for thinking this. But the mixing in this movie, the sound mixing is god fucking awful. It is some of the worst I've ever heard. And and, and Nolan he purposefully mixes his movies to only be optimal for the like the highest grade state of the art theater system. Like, the Ultra HD IMAX Suck My Cock Edition. Yeah, yeah. like, this bakes makes your pussy throb. That kind of yeah, shit. So yeah, so when when they try to move that, you know, try to mix it for home video, it, it, it sounds awful. And, and it's I mostly notice it in the beginning of the movie. Like, to me, the music just drowns out a lot of, like, dialogue. And it's just way too overpowering. Yeah. Like Like, the scenes where they're, like, you know where McConaughey and his kids are in the in the car and they're going in the the cornfield and shit and the music's just really loud and obnoxious and it, it and it's doing very much like a John I don't want to say John Williams type of thing but it this kind of similar progression you hear in a lot of movies like if i tell you a scene of people riding a uh riding a pickup truck through a cornfield and it has like music like ET but, like, it's, like, the music is, like, kind of blown out. <laughs> at the su- not, like, like blown out and, like, like to where it, it's bad. It's just, to me, it's, like, way too overpowering. And I'm I think I, you don't notice it, at, you know. And, and I think I didn't notice it as the movie goes along. Because, like, once they get to space, a lot of the sound is very sparse. Yeah. For obvious reasons. And I kind of get what he was trying to do. But it was, like, I wish he would take into account, like, these movies are coming to home video. Like, just hearing his his recent interviews on, like, what he thinks about cinema, I'm like, shut the fuck up. You can't
0: watch movies on your phone.
2: Yeah, it's like that David Lynch quote, which I find hilarious, but also infuriating. It's like... Like, you can't watch movies on your TV, only in the theaters. <sighs> yeah, well, well, and I will say, like, when Lynch said that, that was, like, when phone screens were shitty. Now, I mean, you can watch movies on your phone and it be in, like, very good quality. <laughs> I was say, it would be a great bit. It's like, I just want, it's like, let's
1: stream me watching a David Lynch film on my phone. Like, not showing it, obviously, but it's just streaming me watching it. It's like, it, I, it, now it, I am watching Mulholland Drive
0: on my cellular device. It, it's, it's, the camera's just pointed at you and you're reacting to it. It's yeah. like, that Canon guy reacts... To Holland
2: Drive. And also, I hate when people tell, like, and, and I know this is a childish notion I have, but <laughs> but when people tell me to do shit, I tend to not want to do
1: it. <laughs> yeah, when you,
2: when you like. So, so, or, or I, I just want to do the exact opposite to piss them off. And as much as I love David Lynch, and I think he's, he's one of my favorite filmmakers, I purposely went out of my way to watch Eraserhead and Inland Empire on my phone
0: like cuz like Denis Villeneuve was had a very similar position when he talking about how Dune his, his version of Dune should be watched like it should be only watched in the theaters not on your phone not on HBO Max and there's a there's a tweet that went around of like watching Dune like oh uh, Denis told me to and it's literally just like a like a fuzzy ass picture of this guy like with his phone propped up against a Bud Light can <laughs> reenacting here
1: we just so happen to have a bud light can in the house and now i'm watching
0: blue velvet (laughs) (laughs) but but it's like (laughs) but but the thumbnail just can't
2: just like what the fuck (laughs) 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 yeah but like and and the thing and i get why that you you know you want to watch the movie on the most optimal way possible but like at the same time, not everyone has access to that, you know, yeah. whether that be financially or just like the theaters around here just fucking suck. Like, even like the IMAX screenings, like those aren't like optimal in any sort of way.
0: It's like our uh, movies classes disgust. <laughs> well, I,
1: I will say, like, um, whenever I would go to the movies with uh, my dad, he, he we always went to IMAX. Right. Mm-hmm. it was like I never thought it was too bad but the one thing especially in our local theater I noticed like the air vents the sound would make like all of them fucking rattle oh it's like you just like hear it rattle with like every fucking rumble in the theater
0: and like yeah. our local movie theater is kind of it's you know getting close to like you know 15 years now like it's not a spring chicken but, no I mean, like, I mean I was
2: I think I was in middle school when that theater was built yeah Oh wow! Because it was in, it basically there was in that Bama Theater and the one behind the McFarlane Mall Regal Cinemas, which that that was the one I grew up. in.
0: That was the main one because like the Bama Theater, it kind of became like the dollar theater after a while. It it was or it, it was always like sorry the second fiddle too because yeah. it had because like Regal Cinema has more had more screens and more rooms. No, so. Like it
2: had double the screens.
0: So. It was it was kinda of like, you know, the second one and then after a while it became like this is where, you know, the 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 after plays went and then eventually, you know, it kinda of withered away. And now it's like a dollar general kind of so
2: I mean <laughs> and, and now it's kind of a dollar general. <laughs> I mean he's not wrong.
0: Either you die a hero or live long enough to be a dog general.
2: Also I'm gonna I say I want that
0: if- on a T shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll clip that. Oh. Man, but,
2: just have like fucking Two Face just saying that.
1: And that was Interstellar. Any more thoughts on that? or I think we're good on a uh, old yeah, Interstellar. Yeah. I'll, tr- I'll try to breeze through like yeah. the rest of the movies I've seen because I don't want to take up like too terribly much time because, uh, um, uh, and again, some of these I know y'all have discussed on the show before. Finally saw Judas and the Black Messiah. Really good. Really fucking enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, that, that is, that was probably my favorite movie from last year granted i didn't watch that many movies that came out last year last year but (coughs) my movies released
0: in 2021
2: what 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 awards was it the oscars where we were watching and daniel kalua was just (laughs) fucking zooted out of his oh yeah he was
0: he was definitely uh enhanced in that moment oh
2: yeah i think i remember that because like i think he won he won he he won some award. I think it was for his. Uh, it was for, for Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, for being chairman Fred Hampton. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, he just got up there. I mean, and it you could just tell he was just like, I am feeling it right now, Mister Krabs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, you do you. Because I
1: think I watched a chunk of that with y'all, and I remember correctly, like when he won that award, he like when the camera got on him, he had that look of almost like, oh shit, like oh I gotta get on stage. <laughs> it's like I better straighten up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but yeah, I uh, I I. Mm, it is a really good film.
2: I, uh, it's infuriating. Because yeah yeah life. yeah. Uh, could, obviously, based on purposefully roles. infuriating. But. It's it's
0: history. Yeah. Or, you know, a dramaticized version of history, but history nonetheless. Yep. Uh, I got to knock out Zack
1: Snyder's Army of the Dead, the Netflix movie. Yeah? And how was that? It's it's fine. I thought it was fun. They're, I don't know, they're like, uh, even for Zack Snyder, like, his movies are, you know, generally dark. But this one is it's happening mostly in the daylight, but still, somehow, it is one of the blurriest movies I've ever sat through. Like, I, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. I don't know if it was the TV that I was watching it on. But they were just like... And then again, it's a Zack Snyder film. There's a lot of
2: green screen. And, and, um, and, and the, it feels like a lot of his movies are washed out.
0: Well, it might have been where you watched it. Because I watched Army of the Dead too, And I don't remember having an issue with it being sort of like... Unfocused or like kind of like blurry.
1: Well, I mean, like you could. I I don't know if I'm describing it correctly, but I don't know. It just. I know it it wasn't out of focus, but it just seemed like just something just yeah. seemed off. You know, and like, uh but I mean, I thought it was fun.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, it, I thought, it's probably the most I enjoyed a Zack Snyder movie in a long time. It's got it's got some cool zombie stuff. Yeah. There, there there is one bit I thought was like. This is, ha- like, why, why are you not doing something? It is, like, one of the first deaths in the movie. Like, you have, like, this fucking SEAL Team 6 of, like, weirdos to, like, run in to get whatever the thing was in the city that's Las Vegas that's full of zombies. And, like, there's, like, this girl character who, like, uh, who was, like, you know what? She's kind of, like, a Chola stereotype. I don't know how how, like, kosher this is. But like she gets attacked by zombies, and like there's a dude like, like who was like I'm I'm like ahead of her like, and when they're running, and then like he just stands there. He's just like he's like oh no, girl, and she just gets gobbled up by zombies, and he doesn't shoot or do anything. Just like oh no, yeah. and then she's dead. Although I, the uh Ra- Raul Castillo's character, I thought he had a good gimmick where he was just like basically like this jackass type youtuber who like go around and like kill zombies like they they actually made a few in-universe videos with that actor to kind of flesh out the extras of the world and it was a pretty funny bit like he's like yo guys check this out like subscribe and he just like goes and like fights zombies like he's just like this total like like Chad and he's just like killing zombies and it's like
2: bam 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 and like it, that kind of shit. Is he a Chad or is he like the guy from Grizzly Man? Maybe, well maybe Chad's not the right word, but he just kind of like you know, very jackass type. Yeah, like like Logan Paul sort yeah. of thing.
1: Yeah. And then, and like and like you said there are some really cool bits. I love the fact that there there is a like I said there's I call this this movie's like your, your zombie game the movie because they're like different zombie types in this universe mm-hmm. and it's okay. it's kind of cool like when i mean like they walk in there's a bunch of like like just dead like rotted, mushy zombies out like at the at the start of the wall on the inside because this movie's in vegas they have the infected sealed off in vegas everything's walled off mm-hmm. and and uh and the point is this team's going in there to get all this money that's still there
0: yeah, because it's a heist movie. I forgot.
2: Yeah. They're, trying to, <laughs> yeah, they're trying to. Yeah, that was the premise of the whole
0: thing.
1: And um, but they say, but when it rains, these zombies can come back. The ones that are just passed the fuck out. So essentially, they're just they're just, uh, they're just tired because oh, it's sun, blah blah blah. But when it starts raining, they can they can come back. And I wish they would have done a little more with that, actually. I'm sure there was a bit where it did start raining, and I thought that they they could have just like done a, did a moment where they shot back to those things and they just, just started like, coming like back like up. the little dinosaur sponges like, and oh. and there's like there's like a I guess for lack of a better word there's like a king and the king and a queen zombie
0: yeah there's like I I recognize the dude who played the the, the alpha zombie or whatever also huh. the like his like his queen, like the, like, <laughs> his queen. like his like wife zombie is pregnant and she has a zombie
2: baby. Oh, there, there's like a fucking like, like zombie society. Kind of. I mean, Yeah, pretty much. And isn't he making a sequel to that movie? No, it's already a, out. A there's prequel. a prequel. Prequel. But, oh. but
0: it, it follows like the most random character. Yeah. Because the movie ends with like, you know, like it could go on, but they chose to make a prequel about the, the lock picking character. Yeah. Which is like...
2: Like, Did Zack Snyder make it or did he... Or someone else? I think he
0: might have just handed that off to somebody. It it was a... even then, that's still like... That's a weird choice. When I went and had like a... Like a... Open, like... Channel for like a sequel, and they might be waiting. I don't know, but like,
1: and like maybe just to like they maybe already had that in the bag just to see how this one worked, and now maybe they're working on a direct sequel. Army of
0: Dead cinematic universe. I don't know, oh, but also Tig Nicotero, she's really good in it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I did want to talk about that because like, for now, from what I'm understanding about this, originally this character was supposed to be played by Cristalia, who. He is a stand-up comedian, and I'm pretty sure uh, he got big time me too.
2: Oh, Oh, I think I do. Yeah.
1: So, um, and I find it interesting that I think a lot of uh, I'm sorry, um, I want to, I don't want to be a dick. What, what are their pronouns? I I don't know. I
0: know Tita Guterre. They're queer. I don't know. I can I we'll, we'll look
2: it up right. Yeah, uh, I just, just got the computer.
1: But uh, I think most of um, uh, their part was like was like mostly like reshot completely.
2: Yeah, I think they weren't even like in the same. Uh, I don't think they were on set. Yeah, All right, or at least with the. Let's see. Uh, I found that kind of interesting
0: because, like, when you say that, makes sense because Tig is kind of like off to themselves for a lot of them. Like, Oh, they got to Cause they're the helicopter. i got to fix the, the helicopter. Yeah. It's like, they're kind of more so separated from the rest of the group. Yeah. Like VFB plot. So like, that might've been a little easier for them to insert them in there. Yeah.
1: Cause like, even, uh, in the parts when they're all together, they're kind of off to the side. And I was getting like, kind of like, um, green lantern floaty head vibes. Yeah. On a couple of those shots. And I was just like, wow, are there a couple of shots where they just, like, complete... Because, like, I feel like they might have had some of this stuff shot with this dude already.
2: Yeah, then it's like, ooh. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> nope. nope <laughs> we no got to get him out of there. According to this old tweet, which I find hilarious, is my pronouns are, sir, please calm down. <laughs> uh Oh, so I, I assume like I don't find anything, so I guess it's she, her. Well, uh,
0: yeah, I, I, you can understand like she's a, or she's a, like a very masculine presenting. Yeah, woman.
1: and it, it's like I've known her, um, like I've seen her stuff before, like very like dry humor, just mm-hmm. like and like the delivery in the movie is fucking great, like it's uh, what she does. I know, so. I know a lot of people,
0: even people who hated this movie. Th- Near unanimously, people have said Tig Notaro is like one of the film's genuine strong points. Yeah, you know she's she's a great you know comedian and and like who's had a rough life, but they they're 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 a, they're a great
1: uh, stand up. And uh, just uh, I guess another thing, Batista's great in it. Uh, and also there is a fucking zombie tiger, and it's one of Siegfried and Roy's tigers. Oh, zombie Black, Tiger. The zombie Tiger in the movie. I thought that oh, was pretty that, good. That's cool. Um, but yeah, that was fine. Um blah 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 blah. I shit. I I finally watched Black Widow.
2: Oh. Finally watched it. And you know what? I thought it was pretty damn good. I, I know I, I was surprised at how much I, you know, had a fun time yeah. with it. I probably will never watch it again. Yeah, because like same, like I just waited as because
1: I, I didn't really freaking care like i mean the character's gone and then it's weird like i forget when this one takes place like after civil war
0: I after think? civil war and before
2: Infinity everything else war.
1: but but other than all that i thought it was a really solid action movie oh god uh, the actress who played uh her sister was great lawrence
2: pew <laughs> i she's one of my favorite <sighs> like I know she's, she's the been highlight a, of the film. One of the highlights. I know she she's been around for a while, but you know she just started being in more like mainstream she's stuff. She definitely had like her like her like her blow up moment. Yeah, because you know? she she was in fighting with my family, right? Yeah, she played Bo, Paige. Yes. Yeah, she plays. Uh, Holy What's-Her-Face.
1: Shit. She, I she, didn't make that connection. Yeah, Damn. she played.
2: Uh, what was it? Paige. Yeah, yeah, yeah Paige. Yeah,
1: it's That's crazy. And and David Arbor's funny in it too. Dave,
2: David Arbor's great. Like
1: that, it, it, you know what? It, it was a fun time. I'd say check it out if you haven't already. Uh, for some reason, I got into a documentary mode at one point. I watched a documentary about Val Kilmer and a documentary about Dmx called "Don't Try to Understand." Now okay. Val was interesting because he apparently he has like a warehouse of just like tapes, footage of basically he basically filmed everything. Uh, when he was, uh, during his career and you see clips of some things here. It's narrated by his son because I think Val Kilmer had, I believe he had throat, throat cancer.
2: cancer. Yeah.
1: And, um, which I, I thought it, w- it was interesting. There's a real funny bit where, um, they're talking about, uh, his time on tombstone and, and even I didn't know this, apparently doc holiday was a dentist. And I, I really hope this wasn't planned, but in the documentary, his son goes, he goes, oh, Doc Holliday was a dentist. And he goes, wait, huh, really? He huh, just starts chuckling, like, and the camera even cuts to him in front of the mic with the script in front of him. I'm like, huh, really? Just like, I didn't know that. And I was like, man, I really hope that that was genuine because that was some good stuff. Um, but, yeah, that was, it was it was interesting. Uh, DMX, the, that documentary was it? It chronicles, I think, um, the last, his remaining days, because I think he died, I think maybe like a year or maybe yeah, a couple Yeah, it was pretty after. recent,
0: because I remember like seeing that, you know, big yeah, motorcycle yeah. Per, like mm-hmm. progression on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, God, yeah, the the fact that he was like, had like his funeral procession, like it was a fucking yeah. monster truck. So with la- his.
2: Last year. Yeah, that
0: this man that, de- that, that feels like it was two years ago almost, just because time doesn't matter anymore.
1: Like, he was always one of my favorite rappers. I was sad to hear his passing. The man definitely had his demons, like uh, it,
2: de- definitely, um, but in, like in and outside his music. Yeah,
1: but like I, I enjoyed the work that he gave us um, when he was around, and um, it, it was an it was an interesting watch. There's a couple of those documentaries on h b o max that uh, they did i want to watch there's one about uh the woodstock ninety nine i think that that they did i think it's about the same company that made that released this yeah. one i suppose
2: I, I remember watching that finn mckinty he did a coverage of that documentary he wasn't too pleased with it oh yeah he he, he yeah. didn't he he's he didn't really like how that was framed and i kind of agree with mm-hmm. him just to, to an extent i um I finally saw Airplane. Oh. Had never. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Classic comedy. Yeah, I'd never seen Airplane. Really enjoyed it. God, I, I've, I remember seeing it once when I was younger, and I want to see it again, because that movie is, like, genuinely hilarious. It's weird,
1: because, like, I, I remember, even as a kid, like, at a young age, even before I could get all the bits that were happening in the movies, I always liked um, spoof movies. Mm-hmm. Like, the ones that come to mind that I remember seeing as a kid were, like... Like, Spy Hard. Oh, man. We, we, Fuck me! Spy <laughs> with Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> I think
0: Jojo got brain-blasted. And, like, the king...
1: God, I mean, the king I, of spoof movies himself, obviously.
2: Yeah, but it's like the naked gun... Uh, this movie, he's in this, airplane. airplane. Um, And then, you know, speaking about Kilmer... The guys who did Airplane did Top Secret. Which,
1: God, if y'all haven't seen it, I really want us to watch Top Secret soon. I really like that movie. I, was,
0: uh, I remember seeing Hot Shots, which is a parody of Top Gun. Red Letter
2: <laughs> Media, they have a video on Top Secret that's really good. Man,
1: I, and I really hope my brain is not fucking with me, but I remember really loving Top Secret.
2: Uh, I remember really liking the Hot Shots mm-hmm. movies.
1: And, and I forgot to mention, in Val, I didn't know Top Secret was his first film.
2: Really? really? That was
1: his first um, motion picture. Yes.
2: W- was he uh wasn't he a, like a Disney star or am I confusing him with Kurt Russell? Cuz I know I Kurt Russell was. I mean, uh, uh according to the documentary, Val uh, did a lot of like
1: theater before.
2: Okay, that might be Which
1: worth also he did apparently he did like a one-man show as yeah. Mark Twain and I kind of want to watch that. I really want to watch that. I heard that, that was
0: actually. very critically acclaimed. His oh, like, his oh. one-man show of Mark Twain. Man, if
1: we can find that, like streaming or anywhere, or fucking buy it, i I want to do. I would do want to check it. They out. They
2: do say he is fucking insane, or was at one point. Mark Twain or Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer. <laughs> I mean, I be- I believe it. The, the, they said like on that like curse of Doctor Monroe movie. Oh, the Isle of Doctor Monroe? Yeah, yeah. They they said he out Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Oh, you did that
0: the, uh, the Isle of Doctor Monroe documentary. It's on Shutter. That's been on my wish list for a
2: while. Yeah, I want I want to watch that. Yeah, because Shimmy was talking about that. We need to watch that. Um,
1: but uh, just to um, knock them all out, because we're about to get into the movies we watched here in minute. Um, Rumble, because I remember the trailers coming out for this movie a couple, like a year or so ago. Yeah. I remember seeing
0: the trailers in Teeters.
1: It's basically a, a kaiju wrestling. These, like, these talking uh, giant monster kaijus who wrestle. They have managers. And, like, this movie was produced by WWE. I had no idea until I hit play and I saw the WWE logo. I was like, I guess I in some way should have fucking known. But uh, it's on Paramount Plus. I mean it's uh, I it's oh, I didn't really enjoy it that much. There's a couple of funny bits in it. It's uh it's just nothing to write home about. Not really. Um Uh oh god. One that after watching it uh, alone uh, glad that we didn't partake in you know, on the Cajun greatness side of things when we had our uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme-a-thon. Yeah. Because I watched Double Team, where uh, JCVD co-stars with Dennis Rodman
2: And When did that movie come out? Uh, like-
1: 97.
2: Oh. oh. So that that was like the height of the Bulls, right? Like at that time.
1: Yeah, like this is not far from Dennis Rodman. Hell, Dennis Rodman may have already been a member of the NWO at this point. For all I know, <laughs> he—I <laughs> know in '98 he was an official member. So yeah, like summer '98, that's when he was in there. Yep. Whatever. Yeah, Dennis Joe, Rodman, NBA
2: player and NWO member. Don't you have a shirt with him in the NWO? Star? That is Tanner, I believe. That's right. Yes, I, I was like, <laughs> I know someone we knew know knows has that. Shirt. Like
1: I re. <laughs> I was curious. I re- I knew this movie was this thing. I remember seeing the trailers for this movie when I was a fucking kid, and um, and it's bad. Uh, don't watch it. It it's like a lot of a lot of uh, basketball jokes because you know God, Obviously. you would have thought this Dennis Rodman fella has played some ball in his day. Um, but yeah, it's it's not good. I do not recommend. But however, this next one I do recommend, and I took a full blown gamble on this one. Uh, it is a film called Cop Car, starring Kevin Bacon, and it is a John Watts movie, the guy who did all of the uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Oh. Uh, I, you know what? I, I don't want to say too much about it, because I really want y'all to see this. In okay. fact, I'll watch it again if y'all are curious. It's a short watch. It's only 86 minutes. Oh, that's not bad. And basically, these, these two kids, they're out and about, and they stumble on a cop car, and then things happen from there. (laughs) And, uh, like, I do want to talk... Like, God, I wish we all have seen it, because... You
2: you want to talk about it. I do.
1: I really want to talk... I highly recommend this movie. It's on Netflix. I saw it, and I was just like, huh, I don't know what this is. And, and like, the premise was just pretty simple enough, so I checked it out, and it's a quick watch, um, very easy to follow, and it's, like, I made... Like, I gave it a three and a half... The more I think about it, I'm feeling like a four territory on that one. Oh like Eesh. it's like I'm very interested to see what y'all think about it. Okay. And mm-hmm. I and I want us to have a chat about it like we usually do after we watch movies anyway. Yep. So and I do believe that gets us
0: up to date. Yep. Besides what we all watch together. Collectively. Now then what once the house was whole again. Yes, once we were
2: back. Because <laughs> we watched a few things over the past few days.
0: The so once the the gang got all back together again. We hunkered down, caught up, and we watched some movies as a family, as we're wont to do. And first one we watched together was of of Jojos*. Wait, what movie? *Night of the Hunter*. *Night of
2: the Hunter*. *Night of the Hunter*. Of the Hunter. Yes, yes, yes. 1955
0: <laughs> *Night of the Hunter*. Yeah. Uh, which is, it was a movie I've heard about for years. You know, it, I remember even catching like part of the the little. I know what not not many dot, but the the little like post movie exploration of it on Turner Classic movies. And you know, it goes into all the little like filmic stuff about it and its themes and values and so and so. Uh
2: but the first time we watched it, it was on the Criterion channel. Yep. Well the what made me want to just put this at the top of the priority list to watch was uh, I saw where someone on Twitter put a list of movies that are leaving Criterion Channel at the end of the month, and that's one of them. Oh. And, and I've been meaning to like actually buy the physical Criterion, but for some reason it's a little more expensive than the other ones. Hmm. I, I, I guess it might have just like extra like features or something.
1: I mean, they're already pricing on their own. How fucking much is it?
2: Fifty bucks.
1: And they're what forty standard usually? Usually
0: forty yeah. is pretty average. I, okay. Unless there's some kind of weird like and, and that's where Blu-ray. Thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's I really fucking love this movie.
0: I, I really enjoyed it too. It it's it's really interesting because the director this is the only movie they ever made in their entire career. Charles uh, Lafton.
2: Yeah, he was a big uh like character actor and I think he was big in like the silent era too. And yeah, like he it just didn't do well. When it came out, that's
0: part of the reason why he never made another because the movie just didn't land. It wasn't appreciated in its day. Even though we've talked about uh, certain movies that weren't appreciated at the time, I guess time will tell. And it, <laughs> it, it, it was definitely funny how this was just sort of kind of lambasted in its day, and it's considered now to be a masterpiece. Like it's one of the is considered to be one of the best fil- best American films ever made. I was just really struck with just like how sharp the visuals are in terms of it's like coordination, like it's composition and like some of the best in- instances of chiaroscuro in a, in a movie, just like like the really harsh, dark silhouettes and shadows and just how that's just reoccurring and how there's like, it's, like, just like so many scenes. I just want to like have a picture of
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you can tell this whole movie is uh, very much influent, influenced by German expressionism in, mm-hmm. like, the 20s and shit. Because it very much has, like, like Nosferatu, Doctor... Uh, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I'll get it out eventually. Uh, but I was watching a little featurette that the Criterion had on Night of the Hunter. It was a Guillermo del Toro talking about the movie. And he's like, the shot of the woman underwater in the car. He, he's like, I've been trying to recreate that shot for you and that
0: shot is so like incredible like you just see like this you see spoiler this dead woman in a car underneath the water and you see like the reeds and the seaweed kind of like flowing in water you see her hair flowing too and it's just like holy shit this movie was made in 1955 yeah and it looks incredible
2: and and like god it's just like i i don't know like how like how to describe this but that like as someone like growing up in the South and not necessarily fitting in in a lot of areas, to me, this is captures that feeling really well. Yeah. Because, like, because I mean, the main characters are two kids, and the kid, you, you know, two very young children, man, both but, under the age.
0: I'll say the boy is about what, 10 maybe?
2: Yeah, probably 10. The girl's, you know, she's young, like a five, toddler. six. But, like, you, you know, you. The but these characters oftentimes feel like the only sane people in the room. Yeah, yeah. Because they're falling prey to fucking the preacher played by Robert Mitchum. Which holy fuck, it was that guy intimidating. He he's a fantastic
0: performance. And just to get, get people up to speed who, who don't know about the film, it, the story opens with uh, the the two children playing in the fields, and they see their father run up in like a in a. Like mess. It's like here's ten thousand dollars. I robbed a bank. You need to hide this, and you can never tell anybody not even your mother, about this money and where it is. And then you, you see the cops come and take the father away. And then when he's in when he's in jail, Robert Mitchum, this sort of like very off center character who's who's a styles himself as a preacher. Sort of like finds out about this money, and when he gets out of jail, he goes to try to track this money down and leads into the confrontation with these two children and The rest of the film is just like this very tense like back and forth between the, the pre this quote preacher trying to find this money and these children trying to like stay one step ahead of them and realize that you know they're, they they can 't show how dangerous and how a leftist just character is, because he just immediately ingratiates himself into whatever community he goes yep. into. Well,
2: but, and and they take for granted that this guy is quote-unquote a preacher. Like, everyone, you know, is like... And, and you'll hear that about, like, especially people like pre- preachers around <laughs> here who are not necessarily on the up-and-up, And, up and it, but people will make excuses, be like, oh, he's, he's a minister of God, and blah-blah-blah. And just the, the that like knee jerk reaction a lot of people have to just immediately ingratiate themselves with this man who they may not even know who they who this person is and in this case he's a serial killer
0: yeah they they, they, just, they just immediately trust him you know on the faith that he's a preacher so therefore he should be inherently trustworthy and good and he's anything but yeah well and
2: I mean and he does have this like especially when he's like putting the charm on you know he he. he he, he has a charisma about him, and you can understand why people would fall prey to his stuff. Except for the badass old lady with a shotgun at the end. I
0: God, she is, like, <laughs> she's the best character. And,
2: and she comes at, like, the perfect time in the movie, too. And don't want to go off too much on spoilers, but, like, she comes in towards the latter part of the movie. and And, and this is after, like, every adult has just been in this pastor's hand and then he comes up to the front door and she's just like, nah, bro, you sus as fuck. And it's, it's like, I don't know. Robert Mitchum, the acting little sussy,
0: sussy <laughs> baca. <he> baca. God <laughs> means he was
2: being a little sussy baka,
0: And, and just sort of going back to the, the, the visual components. Like there is one moment where after the, the pastor quote, quote, has ingratiated himself into the, the children's family when he's like in, in the master bedroom and you just see this kind of pulled out shot <coughs> of the bedroom and like the high vaulted ceilings and how it's just... Mm-hmm. That is such a brilliant shot. And when he um, shows up in silhouette uh projected on the children's bedroom wall, it was such a great shot. And and what's so haunting about him is that he... In, while he has, like, this veneer of, like, you know, charm, it's just, like, it's it's so uncanny because he always announces himself by singing this old Southern hymn of Leaning on the Everlasting Arms, which is, like, you know, obviously a very comforting song, but when he sings, it's very menacing. And it just feels mm-hmm. like it's just, like, this invitation, this prelude to dread. And Oh, yeah. And when the children are sort of, like trying to keep your distance from him. You just see him like far off in the corner. He's just off to the side and you can hear him just in the distance, that song, him singing that song. It just like, it makes you so uncomfortable.
2: Well, in something like that, I think this movie gets that a lot of movies that criticize, particularly like Protestant preachers, it uh, is a lot of them. A lot of those other movies tend to characterize them as, you know, they're putting on this facade but, like, deep down, they're, like, doing all these, like... You know, they're, they're intentionally being malicious. Yeah. And this... But, like... Like, like they don't believe their own shit. They, yeah. They're just using this as a tool. Yeah. People like him or, like, Kenneth Copeland, for instance. He gave me big Kenneth Copeland vibes. <laughs> if you know who that TV preacher is. He's a fucking insane man. But, um... Is they believe that they they are they're they have their heads up their ass sniffing their own farts. They actually believe this shit, and, and that, even, even that's what makes it so dangerous. Because if you if it's someone just using that as a tool, you, you know you can sort of reason with them because there, there's sort of a logic behind it. But when someone has sort of you know fallen off the deep end, for lack of a better phrase, there's not much you can really like reason with. He, he, and and they and like and people like Kenneth Copeland and like Robert Mitchum's character in this movie, they do have nefarious purposes, like you know, and and it's very much centered around money.
0: But he still genuinely believes but, in like this twisted version of the gospel that he carries with him. Yeah,
2: and, and he uses his faith to justify what he's doing. He's like, oh, it's. God's talking to me, and God told me to do this. It's not me; it's Him. So it's like,
0: like. I, I'm just I'm just an arbiter of His will, and to, to, to see these all these little moments, like even when he drops his facade and like gets angry and yells to the children, like he still has like the whole like the God mentality about mm-hmm. him, but he just sort of like drops that charm and he snaps and he, and so like he's scary in all these different levels. And, but, when he sort of meets his antithesis in the latter part of the film with Mrs. Cooper?
2: I think that was her name.
0: And, like, how, like, she, while she's on the, like, on the surface, this, like, very caustic old woman, like, she has a genuine, like, faith and genuine, like, desire to help people. Like, she has all these, like, basically orphans that she's sort of taken upon herself to raise. And... I, to me, one of the best moments of the film is where there's like this standoff between mm-hmm. Mrs. Cooper and Robert Mitchum's character. It's, it's so it's I can't get over it. it. It's just burned in my head. I just love this shot. How she's sitting in the rocking chair with her shotgun, and she and like her top half is completely in shadow, mm-hmm. but there's like this halo of light around her. And then Robert Mitchum, he, he's sitting at night, but it's like a well, it's like a moonlit night, so he, he's well lit but half of his face is in shadow to represent his his sort of, like, duplicitous nature. And they're singing, like, these, like, almost dueling versions of these, like, southern hymns. It shows, like, he's, there's like, this warped version of Christianity, and she has, like, a more generous, genuine spirit.
2: Well, well, like, you know, he's singing just leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. But when she's, you know, singing against him, essentially, she's saying lean on Jesus, like... She really knows the the good parts of this belief system, this religion, and not using it to justify whatever horrid acts.
0: Yeah. She's my favorite character
2: in the film. Like, oh, oh yeah.
0: And it, plus it's really refreshing to finally get someone who like who doesn't talk down to children, who listens to the children, mm-hmm. and like she immediately acts on like, hey, this guy is no good. And like, and just because you're a preacher doesn't mean you're a good person.
2: Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just really fucking love this movie.
0: That, that, that's definitely one of my
2: favorite movies I've seen
0: this year so far. Oh, and, yeah. I
1: was really glad I sat in on that one. Because um, it told me what it was, and I just looked the description, and I was like, you know what? Yes. Let's go.
2: Yeah. Well, and... and you know, like, I I heard about this movie, you know, for a while, and people talk about how it's, oh, like, one of the scariest movies people, you know, it, it like, people talk about, like, how scary the movie is. And I was just, and from the way people described it and how, I it was also, like, this movie's from 1955, how scary can it be? And it's not, like, I don't want to be, like, it's, like, this you know like the Conjuring or something you know or something like uber scary but the like the parts especially when he when he is alone with the kids is some of the tensest I felt while watching a movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Cause, you, you, Cause you just you just feel the danger because you have like this gigantic imposing man, long limbs, large hands, and he just you know he's nefarious and at any moment he could just like you know do something to these children and they can't fight back because they're like small children. Yeah. But you know, they, they are more resourceful and I do appreciate how the movie sort of in, in, in a time in American history where there's a, there's a lot of, I guess like not to be too derogative about it, but like fluff in media just having like a very, you know, daring, a, uh, attempt to say, hey, the world is not as nice as you think it is. E- even with these things that you recognize, you enjoy, those things can be used against you.
2: And then the whole movie, especially early on before the preacher is really involved in the story, it has this very Andy Griffith-like quality if you've ever watched that old, old show from probably around the same time this movie came out. And it's very much this sanitized version of small-town America. And and to me, I feel like this is a more accurate representation of what small-town America is like. You know, and despite the plot being, you know, a little outlandish in a certain way, you know, it's not every day you hear about serial killers hunting children who know the secret location of a stash of money.
0: I mean, obviously, there's, like, some fanciful parts, but, like, the whole thing where... There's there's a there's an old lady in town who's kind of like a very like busybody kind of forceful personality, and she kind of mm-hmm. like it's through like her goading and like the preacher's own like insistence that like he gets in- involved with the children's family. Yeah, and like at a fairly rapid pace.
2: And also, before we stop, you know, move on to other movies, the 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 fucking love hate speech he gives. It's straight up and fucking Dude the Right Thing. Yeah. It was, like, like almost word for word. But, you know, it's it's adapted a little bit. <laughs> but, like, when he started, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah,
1: like, because I haven't seen that movie. But, and I remember you saying that. And I was scrolling through Letterboxd to read some of the reviews. And one of the reviews I saw was like, he's like you know what i get the feeling spike lee
0: really likes this movie (laughs) because the pastor has like love and hate tattooed on his knuckles and then (laughs) oh that's awesome (laughs) and then in in spike lee there's a character who has like these almost like brass knuckle rings but
2: they say love and hate on it yeah uh, uh and spike lee has said uh Night of the Hunter is one of his favorite movies. So, like, when that popped up, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I'm not surprised. Yeah.
0: Also, this movie predicted WWE Superstar to fame. Just saying.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. It was a really good movie. It was really good.
2: <laughs> I know we kind of dominated I, that I, one. I, I, no, I, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah, because, I, yeah, uh, like, as we were talking, I'm like, Wow, we are really dominating this conversation. No, no, no.
1: I talked here. a lot about like a thousand movies a minute ago. It's fine. It's it's okay.
2: And and, and like I will say, like the day, like a few days after watching that movie, I was singing, leaning, leaning. Me on too. Them. i was singing at work today.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like even like you know back in my like my religious uh, upbringing, like. I, I still have a genuine fondness for that song, because, like, my, when I was a kid, the church, we would play, like, a lot of the old southern hymns, and that's one I still have an affection for. And, like, um, hell, I mean, it, it kind of reminded me of the um, remake of True Grit, because cause that, yeah, that's a
2: reoccurring yeah.
0: thing in the, in the movie. Well,
2: and, I mean, some people have said, like, you know, in a lot of ways, like, it's kind of a remake of Night of the Hunter. While also being an adaptation of uh, a remake of True Grit, the yeah,
0: would you know, that's a really good movie. Yeah, the, the, the remake of True Grit. Yeah, have you seen?
2: Have you seen it? I've never seen the original,
1: but I've seen the remake, and it's really good. The, I, the, I enjoy it. I yeah.
2: really love the remake. I
1: haven't the, I haven't seen the original, original
2: original's John Wayne, right? Yes,
1: yeah. yes. But yeah, I saw that in theaters with uh, my dad, and I thought it was pretty fucking solid. I liked it. I really yeah. liked it. Speaking of westerns. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was the second
0: movie we we we, uh, we watched together. <coughs> <laughs> oh
1: god, <laughs> I just love the adventure that we that we took to get to this fucking
0: point. Yeah, because th- this one was you know one we we saw like whoa that sounds kind of wacky and crazy. Uh, let's check it out. Which was 2013's Dead in Tombstone.
2: How that- did we, What movie were we watching where this movie? It was the sequel. Yes, that's the thing. We saw the trailer for the, the sequel. sequel to this movie.
0: And
1: we're like, what is this? <laughs> I don't remember what movie we were watching, but it, it
0: was on a DVD. It had yeah, to have been. It
2: had to have been. Was it it, it was it one of the fast movies or uh, I don't know. I
1: don't think so because I was watching I haven't Big watched tr- a fast movie with y'all yet. Was it Big
2: Trouble Little China? I couldn't tell It, you,
0: it was it was some DVD of of <laughs> that era. And so we uh, you're feeling like you're feeling a little froggy. Well, what would what, what we want to watch? And uh, this would be on the list. I suggested it. Uh, you know, and plus I was thinking of it because I saw that the sequel, but not the original, is on Netflix now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make that make sense. So yeah, let's check out this Danny, Danny Trejo uh, venture, uh, this supernatural western. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was
2: interesting question mark yeah,
1: that it was i i that's will a word uh, to describe it
2: i will say uh i remember the ma- basic beats of this movie however i was mega drunk <laughs> so that, so when i said at the top of the show this is surprising i don't have a hangover john or jojo that that's the reason why yeah you uh, drank like a third of a bottle with of-
0: I third of a handle a Fireball. You know, fucking fucking sicko.
2: I don't know how how I do this. But it, it it just happened and I think that was the quickest I've ever been drunk and I got to a point where I was like I want to finish this handle off, but if I put a single ounce of alcohol in my body, I am going to upchuck. <laughs> so I'm like I'm done. But, yeah, Dead and Tombstone. Yes. Um, dead and Tombstone. Um, oh, man.
1: I already We watched it last night. Already forgot Mickey Rourke was in it. Because <laughs> <Mickey,
0: clears throat> I Mickey feel like
2: Wh- I asked that, like, five times. I'm like, is that Mickey
0: Rourke? Because, like, Mickey Rourke plays, like, the Satan analog in this movie. Because Danny Trejo and his um, adopted brother, um, the Blackwater Gang, with uh, Michael... Wait, Anthony Michael Anthony Michael Hall plays his brother. (laughs) uh, And their gang of 'er neer Wells. they they bust uh, one of their own out. They bust Anthony Michael Hall out out of his execution. They run off. And it's like, I know a town. We can knock over real easy and get some money. And then, you know, they go and try to knock over. And then uh, some shenanigans happen. And they turn on Danny Trejo and they shoot him and kill him. And he wakes up in hell. And it's like, devil's like, you know, ha ha, you're in hell now. I'm devil is Mickey Ward, who just like, who he just seems like he's just kind of on an elevated plane of existence. But <laughs> like he just kind of seemed to be just like somehow just physically present in a film. <laughs> Honestly, I just feel like he's in his bathroom because he's got like his shirt, like all the way like, to his belly button open. And he just kind of just like, yeah. R-r-r-r. He's got, so, like, that road road warrior roid belly going
1: on there. Yeah, like, bit. he's
0: got, you know, he's got, a, he's got a tummy, like a weird old man he is. Um, <laughs> so, basically, the, there's this whole, like, Ghost Rider thing. It's like, hey, if you let me out of hell, I'll get some bad guys for you. And he's like, all right, go get uh, those no-good-uns. And so, then it's just, like, Danny Trejo hunting down his old gang for revenge. And, which, you know, cool premise. yeah. That's what sold us on the movie. It's a spooky supernatural western, but goddamn, you couldn't see Harley's shit in this movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is so dark. And I understand it. it's some western. There weren't lights in the west. everything's kind of like I get it. I get it. But also, this movie's fake. But there, were, there were really no reason for this movie to be as dark as it was. Yeah,
1: there were some shots just like you just didn't know what the fuck was happening.
0: So like, so when you're like hunting down like all these members of the gang, it doesn't help that. One, you can't tell who's in a scene because it's so dark. And two, none of the game members stand out. They're just like Yeah dudes. The only yeah. one I knew that stood out was a guy who's like, I I like dynamite. That was his quirk. That was yeah. the only one I knew he outside was like, of Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs>
1: quite literally making out with sticks of dynamite, like smooching just kissing sticks of dynamite and just he just had a boner for dynamite. On TNT. On TBS, fuck! That was the only (laughs)
0: personality any of them had. And so he just hunts them down. And like the sheriff's wife, she helps. Quote, unquote. Yeah. I mean, she's not given a lot to do.
1: It was played by Dina Meyer, who I remember. She was in a couple of the Saw movies. I think she's in Starship Troopers. Yeah, I think. That sounds right, actually. I think she's in Starship Troopers. Uh, I believe she played uh, Barbara Gordon in the uh, Birds of Prey television show. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's a fucking like weird deep cut there, but yeah. yeah, for all you
0: Birds of Prey fans out there, yeah, all none of you, <laughs> <laughs> all my Birds of Prey fans, bees in chat, <laughs>
1: <coughs> <laughs> but. It was just the one thing that I thought was just like, I mean, I guess, you know, you, you have to further the plot. They, they they have to have a reason to kill Danny Trejo. But like, you know, they just busted your ass out of fucking uh, dying. You were almost hung by your neck until dead for being you. And and then they got you out and you're like, hey, just like, like you said, they had a plan. They're going to uh, rob this town. And the plan was to fucking dip. Danny Trey was like, hey, we got the money, let's leave. And he's like, you know what, i am looking like it here. I'm going to post up. And then, bang, 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 I just blow him away. It's just like fucking crazy. And then we get to, you know, we, we've already seen him once in this movie, but then we get swirled down to the hell toilet, get to the bucket of Botox that looks like Mickey Rourke. <laughs> and we... <laughs> and... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bucket of Botox. That,
1: I mean, come on, look at you're that face. Not, you're it's not seeping wrong. from his fucking lips at this point.
2: Bitch, like, where's the fucking lie?
1: And like oh, the man. gender
0: swap version of Zsa, Zsa Gabor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and um, but yeah, this um, it's very dark. Uh, Like you said earlier, there's a lot of shots where people are walking through. It's a famous shot. It's been done a a million times over. It's a great shot done well, but, like, the saloon doors, people walking through with the bright lights, but it's just, like, sometimes, like, there's one shot where, like, literally, like, when the gang was coming in, it's like seven people are coming through here and it's like lingering in. And now we are looking at. Oh, God. Pull that one up on the corner where he looks like one of the vampires from the Matrix next to Robert De Niro. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, he does. <laughs> like, how bad. Oh, God. I, oh, I feel bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> But what? What is that? What is that? (laughs) Take back?
2: That's not Mickey. That's last
1: year. That movie came out last year. We're looking at a a thumbnail from a trailer for a movie called Take Back, starring Mickey Rourke,
0: and Mickey Rourke looks different in every picture of him on Google Images for real,
1: every single one. But uh, but yeah, like I remember, like when when he's in hell, I noticed when he's in uh, the hell toilet. Um, there's like you know a lot of like, how how would you describe it? Like weird, like overdubbed sounds, over like almost echoey style. Yeah, like when he's talking,
2: and they put some reverb on this. Bitch. Yeah,
1: and and there are parts when he go when he's um Earth Earthside where you know that doesn't happen. You know, which yeah. you know
0: makes sense because it's in hell. And yeah. there's there's a lot of like intentionally disorienting shots to make kids it, like it's hell. It's weird and it's spooky, but at the same time like. <laughs> It's still, like, not cut together super well. And, like, even some of the, the real-world temtography is still kind of disorientating. Uh, hell, they're just, like, a lot of just needless random slow-mo, too. Yeah, and, like, the, yeah, the, the editing is
1: just super wonky. And it's, like, so that's, like, the point I was going to make about the weird sound effect they had on his voice. Because there was one part when he was in Hell where there was literally just, like, one little shot where he said, like, Like, a couple of lines where they didn't have that effect in there. And I was like, oh, oh, you fucked up there, bud. You fucked up there, bud. Yeah, fucked up there, bud. But, yeah, there's so many, like, quick cuts galore in this one.
2: Yeah, like, my, I remember, like, distinctly the editing just being bad. And, And I don't know much about film editing. Or I don't know enough to where I'm like, I don't know why it's bad. This movie just feels wrong. Yeah. And... And especially like
1: the bits where uh, I don't, I feel like it happened all the time, but it may have been just like one chunk of the movie when it's Treo and O'Rourke down in the hell toilet. And it's literally, there's a reason why I call it the hell toilet. Like the shot, the editing, it's like the camera is like spinning the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Just every time it hits a wall, it's a different shot, wall, different shot, wall, different shot, just all centered around them. And it's just spinning the whole As time. As it
0: descends into like down this tube into hell. Oh,
1: and it's like, like he's delivering this dialogue, and it's like you're almost in this rotating room while he's giving you all this exposition. And it's just like, man, I'm getting dizzy watching this movie sometimes. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, I wanted
2: this to be fun.
1: And there, I guess there are bits that I guess could be fun,
2: but man... Because the thing is, on paper, and, and this is why I think we, you know, wanted to go for this movie. It's like, we all like Danny Trejo. Yeah, we do. Like even like like Even, like, bad movies he's in, he's usually pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, and, and, like, the trailers, I mean, you could tell, like, this wasn't going to be a cinematic masterpiece oh, yeah, by yeah, any yeah, means. Yeah. But for, like, some, like, direct video garbage that, you know, you could just throw on a Sunday afternoon and have a fun time, I, we were like, hell yeah, let's do it. And, and it just wasn't all that fun. It was just kind of, I think it just took itself a little too seriously. Yeah,
0: I guess yeah. so. It's just like, for for a movie that has a pretty, like, kind of wacky conceit, it's kind of mundane. Yeah. Like, there's not, like, a lot of spooky. I mean, you go to hell a couple of times. And, like, I, I know a western might be kind of a tougher sell, just, like, straight... Ford one these days, but like you know, a good western's a good western, and like even better if it's got some spooky shit in it. But I don't yeah. know, something about this one, it wasn't as fun as let on. But apparently, it made a, did well enough to do make a sequel, and apparently, the sequel is like marginally better on Letterbox. Yeah, because uh. because apparently, it the Letterbox one, the first movie is two point three average, mm. and the sequel is two point four. And it's a minute shorter, a
2: whole minute shorter. <laughs> that might be why it got the bump up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: thank God it's uh, it's shorter than the first one.
1: That's like it's weird because it's called like a dead in into- first of all, it's like <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad I remember this. I did want to talk about this. Uh, they show up. Uh, uh, what was it called? Like was it like Edenville or some shit in the town that they rolled up in? Yeah,
0: because it's a paradise. And uh, the-
2: did you do you get it? Do you yeah. get it? Do you get it?
1: Like do- oh god, and then. And then, like, you know, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, uh, the, uh, if I remember, the half brother of uh, Guerrero, that's character, which apparently there's inconsistencies in the naming of the character as because well. Because in the
0: movie, the character is called and, like, stated to be Guerrero de la Cruz. Yeah. But on Letterboxd, he's known as Guerrero Hernandez. So I don't know where the disconnect mm-hmm. came from, unless they're just like, we don't fucking care. No.
2: Or maybe one of those things where, like, the De La Cruz is more of, like, a title than an actual name. Or
0: may- maybe it was it was originally one thing, and it was changed, and maybe there were some press releases or something that got <laughs> uh, out. That might be yeah. it, honestly.
1: <laughs> I just thought it was funny because they, like, roll up into this town, and it goes, all right, we – it's like, I'm I rule this town now, but I want the name of this town to strike fear into the hearts of people who walk into it. So what do we do? We're going to name it after a movie
0: I would much rather be watching right now. Tombstone. And I I love how when they change it to Tombstone, they just take a black sign and just stick it sideways over the main sign.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Man, we do need to watch Tombstone. We need a we need to refresh our our palate on the on the western end. I mean, we got one good western end
0: these year so far. Hell or high water. Hell or
1: fucking high water. Oh, that movie was so
2: good. I can watch that. That's movie. That's been our
0: hell or high water mark.
1: Well, I, I can I can watch that movie anytime. I feel like I love it. It's so good, so good,
0: so good. Are we going
1: to watch you. Dead again in Tombstone though? How, that's the $64,000 question.
2: Uh, probably not right away. Uh, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> like, like I want to watch it eventually, just you know, yeah. out of curiosity. But, like, I mean, definitely not, like, right after, like after we get done with this podcast. I want to go watch Dead Again in Tombstone. Yeah. Though. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> he dies twice. <laughs> dies yeah. again. That's,
1: that's the thing. Like, he dies, yeah, if I remember, twice in this movie, yeah. correct? Oh, so, like, <clears throat> Three times. So this should have been called like, the
2: dead the third time, even though this is the second movie. In
1: parentheses, in Tombstone,
2: like uh, it's like I feel like they needed another draft to iron out these details. <laughs> like, because
1: right now it's so confusing. Like, it's another gang that rolls into another town and decide like this one's called like Steubenville or something, and it's like no, no, I'm taking. It's like starring fucking like I don't know like Walton Goggins. I'm gonna take over this town with my big ass teeth, in my big <laughs> ass. <laughs> like like he <you> just <laughs> Like he teeth just, stone,
0: <laughs> like like he's just bouncing teeth off his like off his
1: veneers. I say that I love you. Walton Goggins is is fucking. It's
0: one of my favorite actors. I love Walton Goggins. He's so good, but he's 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 a little bit of a goober. He's yeah, he's, he's yeah, kind of he, goofy looking. God bless him. Like,
1: I love th- that. Is my new favorite like reaction phase. Whenever there's something that I love in our chat, and there's just this picture of Walton Goggins. He just has this uh, look on his face. <laughs>
2: It's the, it is the goofiest picture I have ever seen. It's it just big ass forehead.
0: Now, you joke about, you know, there being a character with big teeth or whatever in the sequel. Jake Busey is in the sequel.
1: Fuck off! No! Oh, wow. How?
0: So you're closer than you thought. You know what? I, I somehow should have known this. God that seems like the right about right amount of celebrity,
1: cause I cause uh, cause uh, today we did a little deep dive on the director of this film, and this is like uh, I think I mentioned off the pod, like the Scott Atkins of directors, because he's done mostly like straight to DVD sequels of so many properties. Yeah,
0: Royal Rene, and like he's directed a lot of Scott Atkins films appropriately. <laughs> and, I mean, I mean, we we have such luminaries as. Seal Team Eight, Red Bad Bear, Pistol Whipped. With
2: th- that's a Steven Seagal movie. Uh,
0: Condemned Boo. Two, starring Randy Randy Orton. Twelve Round Two, St. starring Randy, Randy Orton. Orton. Marine Two, Scorpion King Three, Hard Target Two, with Scott Adkins, God. Man with the Iron Fist Two, Death Race Three, Death Race Two, <laughs> and the first episode of the Inhuman series. Oh. Which, which it
2: was like, wow, man, wow. Marvel should have done like what we should have done and was looked at his prior filmography before watching.
1: It. Man. God. I went oh the Inhumans.
2: I've heard it's I, damn near unwatched. Like,
1: I legit like I feel like all of this is like like straight to D V D stuff. And I know like the first one the first two episodes of the Inhumans were released in cinemas, I think.
2: Select cinemas I or whatever. Think. I think so.
1: So like quite possibly his first uh, cinematic venture were the first two episodes of the Inhumans.
2: Yeah, and
0: and unlike you know like certain Netflix Marvel properties, I don't know the Inhumans going to be ingratiated back into the larger MCU. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, well, watch? I
2: mean it was it was go- it was on ABC.
0: Yeah, I mean, but aren't they aren't they kind of bringing Agents of Shield back though? Are they? I, I heard no talk about somehow Agents of Shield is going to be like an angle then i mean i don't know, I don't know. that the the minutiae of the mcu but um man dead and tombstone yeah
1: then it, it's like i because I, again I, I i love like the story of how we came across this i i guess franchise if uh two movies make a franchise <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, we, we occasionally make uh, uh, trips to a a, a local... Um,
0: Refurbished video video game store.
1: Yeah, and uh, we'll just see what they got. And, uh, and lo and behold, they had uh, Dead and Tombstone one day. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick it up. And,
0: yep, it's on the shelf. Yep. We have it. It they they got its one watch by us. It did. That it did. And you know what? It It's...
2: It's better than The Fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> it's also better than Mother and Don't Look Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, I said it. Hot, uh, no, brave. <laughs> fucking. JoJo, you, you, you should have fucking applauded me. JoJo God. has the guts, the
0: balls, and in the, the shooch <laughs> to say what <laughs> other film critics won't.
1: I'm going to have like, stay up tonight wrapped in a blanket and watch both Don't Look Up and Mother. Just... <laughs> Well, I, It'd I, be like a Jennifer
2: Lawrence double feature. <laughs> <laughs> and like let's just pick two of her like worst movies. And like this isn't like
0: to disparage Jennifer Lawrence. I'm neutral on her. It's just yeah. like she happens to be in two really shitty movies yeah, yeah. about global warming. Yeah. Well, I think this has been a pretty good uh, catch-up session. This is the first canon on AYC8 to 2022. Holy shit, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I mean, Cannon's been all over Cades and but this is the first time he's been on uh, yeah. AYC8 for the year. So thank you, Cannon, for coming on and talk to us.
1: Oh, man, thanks for having me. It's always
0: a pleasure. So yeah. we do... Always
1: great to be here. Hell yeah.
0: So uh, we definitely miss you uh, not being here uh, those couple weeks. And I'm sure the, the, the listeners out there in Banterland, they missed you as well. Oh, yes. Um, I I have missed all of you out there in
1: Banterland. And uh, Wenzel, again, um, I'm sure you're going to strangle me the next time you see me. Like, what is wrong with you? No, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not going to try my uh, Wenzel impression again. But um, what? it's like my my Winslow mannerisms are better than my actual Winslow impression. I am want to work on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna iron out the kinks.
0: Now now he just had make now he just had to complete the illusion and begin to get like really turned on by muscular women.
2: <laughs> so yeah, that was the episode. Uh, that, that, that was the episode.
0: That was episode two hundred and forty eight for the history books and we're, we're riding the closing lines right now so thank you all so much for listening today you can follow us wherever podcasts are found in that SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts Spotify, Anchor, anywhere else we're there, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all those places keeps us visible puts us in front of new listeners and we always appreciate you when you do it, you can follow us on our socials, on Twitter and Instagram at AYStatesPodcast and LetterBots and Facebook at all you can hear if you're listening to this to the week it comes out, we have a brand new episode of and Greatness for you on Thursday. Where Cannon is choosing the movie of choice for that episode on a, on a non cage centered episode. So definitely go and check that out and see what Cannon's got cooking up in his head for you all to enjoy.
1: Yeah, I know y'all are all probably m- mad as hell, and I'm sorry. I still don't have an answer for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, ladies, just recording this in, in posterity to be like, hey, I hope you guys really enjoyed my movie. <laughs> yeah, but
1: in hindsight, how fucking funny would it be if I just like announced it on this show? Nah. So well, guess what? I'm going to be watching D- Death Proof. Wait, Really? Fuck
2: no! Why would I do okay. that? Because I, I was
1: like, that, "All that, right, that movie." That's a, no, no, that was a bit. No, I'm that not was kind
0: of. a that's a choice. That was. <laughs> uh, but but lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox at John
2: lost his name. You follow me on Twitter at joi24 and John Evans on twelve on Letterbox, and you can find me at that cannon guy on
1: the Twitter housing, the Instagram housing, and the Letterboxed housing. And occasionally on the Goodreads, housing, Yeah. And lit-
2: housing and AEW.
1: <laughs> Woo! We forgot to mention that. But you know what? Excite. Very excite. Yeah. Very uh, nice. Very evil. So thank you all for
0: listening. Come back next week. All oh, you'll be cast. Bye-bye.